Blog Talk Radio. Hi, and welcome. This is Tara, and you are listening to Holistic Living. In today's episode, we are going to talk about the seven-week EFT course that I just finished and all the old beliefs that I had running in the background of my life. If you aren't aware of EFT or emotional freedom technique, I will tell you. According to Nick Ortner, founder of The Tapping Solution, it is a powerful holistic healing technique that has been proven to effectively resolve a range of issues, including stress, anxiety, phobias, emotional disorders, chronic pain, addiction, weight loss, limiting beliefs, and so many others. Those are just naming a few. Tapping therapy is based on the combined principles of ancient Chinese acupressure and modern psychology. Tapping with the fingertips on specific meridian endpoints of the body while focusing on negative emotions or physical sensations helps the body to calm the nervous system, rewire the brain to respond in healthier ways, and restore the body's balance of energy. So I took Nick's seven-week course, although I stretched it out over a nine-week period because life took over. I finished it yesterday, and the results are pretty big. And so I am one, I was really excited to share them with you today. So a little bit of background. Each week, there are seven weeks. Each, week is, uh, each week's module is focused around different beliefs or desires. They are filled with questions that allow us to find patterns that have probably been running unconsciously in the background of our lives for almost our entire lives. Most of these patterns come from our childhood. They come from our parents. They come from our teachers. They come from the society that we grew up in. They come from our social economic status. They become our life. They become how we see our life. They are what we believe we can do or what we can't do. These beliefs also are how society relates to us and how we relate to society. They are how we show up in the world. So we are the creators of our entire life. Based on our life is based on all of these beliefs. We hold a mirror up and can see what our beliefs are through how our life through how our life has evolved. So I started the course because I knew I had old beliefs around money that weren't serving me anymore. I wasn't specifically sure exactly what these old beliefs were. I just knew that there were some beliefs that I was ready to get rid of, some patterns that just weren't serving me and let's face it, the fact that the money wasn't coming in for me like I wanted it to come in, which is exactly why I signed up to take this course, starting my own business 
I didn't want to have beliefs that were blocking my financial abundance. So I dove in. Here's what came out. So week one. Week one focused on our emotions around money, around our beliefs, and a few other pieces. Here's the thing with doing any type of self-help or personal development work. Let's just put that caveat in here first. You have to get really honest with yourself about how things are going in your life. And if you're not honest, what's the point of, you know, doing the work if you're not going to show up and really uncover what's going on? And so oftentimes when we do this type of work, we can find old memories that might be painful. They might make us angry. They might make us sad. We might feel betrayed. To get through these pieces and get to the better place in our life that we obviously want to be in, which is why we signed up for said course to see the shadow parts of our lives. And let me just tell you, I have been doing this work for the better part of 12 years. The short-term grief or anxiety or sadness is just an incredible payoff for the long-term peace and happiness and fulfillment that comes from passing through these parts of your life. So the first part, some of my old beliefs for week one around money. I had, it's not easy to make money, and see if any of these resonate with you. I have to work really hard to make money, even if I don't like it. I just better do it. Money isn't for me. It's for everyone else. So those were three of the many for me. Also, let me put this out there. My husband has always been the provider and done a fabulous, fabulous job of providing us financially. So I've never been without money, but I haven't been the one to make the majority of the money. You know, I've had jobs here and there. Um, Before we started moving with the military, I had a couple of full-time jobs. Once we started moving and having children and family, I had I, I had several very part-time jobs here and there. My main focus was taking care of all the boys and my family. Now I am ready to step into my own and be out in the world with my message. And I desire to make lots of money. The more money I make, the more people I can reach and inspire. And so by addressing these beliefs through tapping, we tap on the old beliefs to get them out and acknowledge them and acknowledge the role that they've been playing. Then we can integrate the new beliefs and tap on the positives and the opposite piece of that negative belief and retrain our brain to think in a new direction. So that was week one. Week two focused on our goals. And what does it mean to set goals? What triggers are there when we set goals? So basically it was anything and everything that comes up when you set goals, which at first I thought was rather interesting because I thought, you know, we can all set goals. 
But once you start to set goals, so much shit comes in. There's procrastination. There is a feeling of not being good enough. I mean, all kinds of things come in when we set goals. There are so many pushbacks. It's crazy. I I don't think I'm the only one that has these pushbacks when we set goals. If you allow that stuff to come to the surface and acknowledge all of these pushbacks and you get that out on paper and write it down or vocalize it, you've released that piece or you've acknowledged that piece, which then makes room for the next piece to come forward. (laughs) So you might be unwrapping an onion or peeling back an onion because for me, this is how it works. When I start in on self-help work and I figure out the first piece and I journal it, I either write it down or I type it out on a document. And then I sit with that for a little bit. I've out of my brain, out of my thought process, gotten it down on paper or wherever it is, which then makes room for the next file folder in my brain to move forward so that the next piece can come forward and then I can write that down and then sit with that for a little bit and then the next piece come forward. I don't know if it works like that for you, but I think for a lot of people it works like that. It just allows that space and that room for all of this old stuff to come up because first of all, you've set that intention to do this work. So your mind and your body and your soul is going to cooperate and show you what's up. It's up to us at that point to acknowledge what's up and to be willing to sit in perhaps all the guck and the muck and the unhappiness so that we can move through it. Okay, so back to the goals. So some of it for me brought up a lot of old negative self-talk. For example, who was I to think I have a message to get out into the world? Who wants to listen to me? Who am I to think I can make a certain amount of money? If I set goals, what if I don't reach them? What does that say about me if I don't reach my goals? Do I have to work super hard and fill every moment with thoughts of work to reach these goals? How are others going to react to my goals? So even though that's like five or six, I will be so honest with you, I had like 10 to 12 things that came up for me around goals. I didn't even realize by setting goals what a trigger that was. It was pretty serious stuff for me. And I really, really worked hard on acknowledging the shadow pieces that came up for me around setting goals. Okay, week three was about quieting our critical voice. We had to tap into our childhood and first find the critical voices that started there. One particular one for me that came up in a nanosecond were a couple of nuns who taught me in grade school. They always told me 
I talked too much and that no one wanted to hear what I had to say. I mean, can't you just imagine a nun saying, you're talking too much, sit down. No one wants to hear what you have to say. And so it's funny, as funny as it sounds, it's been with me. I mean, clearly that popped up immediately. That one's been playing in the background of my mind that no one really wants to hear what I have to say. And I talk too much. Interestingly enough, what I've wanted to do since I was like five years old was to hold on to a microphone and just talk to people. So how does that play in, in your psyche and in your belief system when you know that you're here to speak and you have so much to say and your teachers that you think are all knowing, I mean, what do you know in the third grade and the first grade? If someone tells you you talk too much, then that's what you process. I talk too much. So how does that play out in your life when you know you're supposed to be speaking out and being a healer and a helper and motivational when you have this belief that you talk too much? (laughs) That was an interesting one. Even on my report cards, they would write to my parents, Tara talks in class. She's out of her seat too much. She wiggles. So all of these beliefs, had been sort of playing out in my life. And so I also had critical voices from my parents as a child. And they love me. I know they love me. But we all, as a kid, you know, hear those critical voices that come up. So I had some from parents. I had some from grade school friends. Because, of course, through grade school and high school, growing up, we all have criticism. I had criticism from society. So until you stop these voices... And, or, excuse me, until you let these voices come to the surface, you can't stop them. Until we allow what has been playing in the background, we really don't know what that piece is. So that was a big one to address. Okay, week four, money and your past. This was a big one, too. How were we raised and what was the influence that money has had on us in our childhood and on us as an adult. I did an entire podcast in September around this one. I had some serious memories with a childhood friend that really revealed a lot to me. You can listen to that podcast at your leisure. It was September, I believe it was September 15th. Uh, 16, 17, something, somewhere around there, around, I think it was money, around money. Um, Very, very insightful. And so our relationship with money is so crazy. We love it. We hate it. We don't know how to spend it. We spend too much of it. We don't spend enough. We flaunt it. We hide it. And so... Looking at these beliefs and patterns really opens up a door for us to heal. And so, I mean, clearly the name of this course is Tapping to Financial Freedom and Personal Abundance. But something that I have learned is that, you know, if you were to have as much money in the world as you could handle, like if we were, someone were to give you a billion dollars, doesn't necessarily guarantee your happiness. And, you know, we look at the lottery and people say, oh, my God, I'd be, just let me win the lottery. I'll be happy for the rest of my life. 
all of these beliefs and old patterns that I've been talking about are still going to be running in the background of your mind. So if you're not already fulfilled and living a completely joyful life, why would, why would you be happy with all of the money in the world? Travel doesn't make us happy. Although it's fun, it's not going to be the end-all, be-all to make us happy. And so tapping and uncovering all of these old pieces around money takes all of the other pieces in the first several weeks that we just talked about to get to that culmination. Week five is self-sabotage and procrastination. Do you know why you procrastinate? It's not just because you don't want to do something. There is way more behind procrastination than you might think. For me, I was almost, I was flabbergasted at what came up because I thought, well, of course I put things off, things that I don't want to do, like cleaning the cat litter. You know, who wants to clean the litter box? Or sometimes I just don't want to exercise as much as I feel great when I'm in the middle of doing it or when I get done. Sometimes you're just like, ugh, I don't want to do it. Why? If you put something off, there's usually a reason other than, you know, the cat litter. It's not because we're lazy. For me, some of the things that came up were, if I complete my goals, I might have to put my work out into the world and people will see it. Then I set myself up for criticism. Or here's another one. The technical aspects of my website I continually put off because I didn't think I was smart enough. Oftentimes, WordPress throws me for a loop, and then I just give up because I was thinking I wasn't smart enough to do it. It turns out I am. (laughs) I tapped through it. I'm totally smart enough. Here's what I realized on that piece, and I will use this piece as an example because it was actually really good. It brought me full circle. So I have a web guy who does a lot of work on my website. When it comes to doing smaller things that I can implement that, you know, takes him five seconds, it might take me five or ten minutes, but really, I don't need to pay him to do five or ten minutes of work. I want to pay him for bigger jobs. And so even then, I used to get so frustrated, and actually, my stomach would get tight, and I would just think, I can't even do this. I don't want to do this. I just need to call Chris and and let him know what I need done. So I tapped through it. I tapped through, even though I, so you start with a karate chop point. Even though I hate doing computer work and I don't think I'm smart enough, I completely love and accept myself. So you do three rounds of tapping. Then you go through and you just keep going. You know what, I'm going to use this as a great example. And I'm going to tap through this because here's what came through for me. So you do it three times. And you can totally do this with me if you want to. Starting on the karate chop point, which is the side of your hand when you karate chop something, and using your other hand with your fingertips, tapping on that karate chop point. And then when we move around and I tell you the different sides, the different points, you just use your first two fingers. You can use both hands or just one hand. 
even though I feel stupid and I don't want to do this computer work, I completely love and accept myself. Even though I don't know how to do this computer work, I completely love and accept myself. Even though I really, really don't want to do this computer work, I completely love and accept myself. Now, we're tapping on the eyebrow points, just the little eyebrow points right where your eyebrows start and your nose starts. I really don't want to do this computer work. Now, side of the eye, right at your temple, this computer stuff gives me anxiety. Below the eye, right below the eye, right there on that bone point with your two first two fingers. This computer work really gives me anxiety. Now we're going the first two fingers right below your nose. I hate doing computer work. Now, chin point right below your chin. I don't think I'm smart enough to do all this computer work. Now, your collarbone. You can use both hands or just one side. All this computer work. Tapping and tapping. Now, right underneath your arm at the, like the bra line. All this computer work gives me so much anxiety. And now the top of the head, kind of like at the monkey tapping point. All this computer work gives me anxiety. So that's how you tap. You tap through all of it, just really saying what's going on for you, what's up for you. All the negative shit that's up, bring it out and tap through it. Because unless we see all of it, we can't acknowledge it and we can't get through exactly what's coming up for us. This is where all the honesty comes in, where we get to say exactly what we're feeling, exactly what we're thinking, and tap through it all. And if you're following a script, that's great. If you're not following a script, that's actually the best part when you get to feel when your energy shifts. Because I followed a lot of scripts throughout the seven-week course, we're also encouraged to do it on our own. And when we did it on our own, that's when I felt it's just a very slight shift of, oh, now I can tap to the positive. I feel that shift. I feel like it's no longer, I don't believe I can do this work. Then you start through tapping of, hmm, maybe I can do this work. Maybe I'm smart enough to do this work. Maybe if I just really read through the instructions and pay attention, I can actually do this work. I think I can do this work. I can do this work. Yeah, I can do this work. And you tap through it until it feels so good. And for me, I notice when I take a full breath in, after the rounds of tapping and after the rounds of the positive belief, I notice when I take that full deep breath in that it's sunk in for me. And let me tell you, at first, because you've created this neuro, new neuro pathway, because the neurons are firing differently now than they have for me 48 years. So the neurons are now firing differently. You have to form, it's like a new muscle. You have to form this muscle memory. And so by continually telling yourself, oh, I can totally do this. I know how to do this too much. I have a lot to say. So if those are beliefs that we hold, that no one wants to hear what I have to say, confirming to ourselves, I have a lot to say, forms those new 
neuropathways and those new neurons in our brains that are firing in a new direction. I love this work. Okay, week six. Standing out and shining in the world. And I've been working on this aspect for a long time now. Standing out in the world means that everyone sees you, right? It means that people are going to hear what you have to say. And so you really have to focus on, do I want to be seen? Accomplishing my goals, which was our, what week was that? Um, Week two. So accomplishing our goals means for me, I'm going to be standing out in the world. And your piece of this whole course might not even be standing out in the world. It might be attracting financial abundance, period. It might be personal fulfillment for you. might be attracting a partner. It might be attracting a new job. It might be attracting a new lifestyle. So I encourage you, if you decide to do this, or if you're just looking at all your beliefs that might not serve you, or if there's something stuck in your life that's no longer serving you, I just encourage you to keep digging and seeing what that true peace is for you. We are so powerful beyond anything that we can imagine I know you've heard this before. It's not our greatness, not our inadequacy that scares us. It's our power that freaks us out. That's what scares us. It is our greatness that scares us. And I can completely identify with that. So working through all that to up to this point in the course, was almost the culmination of all of my old beliefs and the patterns that we had gone through in the previous five weeks. And this is sort of a hard one for me. All and all the shining that we have to do to let go of all the old parts that no longer serve us. <clears throat> I know I have been playing small in my life up until now. My personality is pretty outgoing and pretty bubbly and pretty positive. I think I've also, and, and that's natural for me, but I've also been using it to hide behind thinking I was showing up in the world because I do have an outgoing and positive and bubbly personality. I was using it to not show up fully. I was using it as an excuse of, well, I am showing up. I, I am doing my work in the world. I was, I mean, I was up to that point, right? I was practicing for the bigger part. And so how does it look for you to stand out and shine in the world? What are you here to do to make your life and to make the world a better place? Week seven, our outrageous dreams. So this was really the culmination of it all. All that we had uncovered, what we had learned, what we had tapped on, what we had released, what we had incorporated into our life, forming those, those new neuropathways. And so what is your outrageous 
dream of your life, whether it's to be healthy, to have a new job, a fulfilling relationship, whatever your dream is, is completely valid. And in this, addressing our outrageous dreams was also patience which previously was not my strong point, and I am learning. I really did a lot of tapping around patience because I would like stuff done yesterday. (laughs) And so patience for me is something that I work on daily, sometimes moment by moment. I have to really just breathe and get centered and ask for patience or acknowledge that, I need to be patient with this because here's what I am learning about patience. What does it mean if we're not patient? Does it mean that we don't care? Does it mean that we're lazy or that we're not pushing enough or that we're not acting, doing enough acting work, not acting as an actor, but action work. I'm learning that it means to put our, goals and our dreams out to the universe and then detach form and how these dreams show up. For me, it also means to stop forcing and start allowing, allowing more trust, allowing the listening to that smaller voice inside. Patience is a virtue, right? And so patience is What does Gabby say? Allow the universe. The universe has your back. And so allowing the universe to take over. Patience doesn't mean that you're not having action steps. Patience means that you write out your list. And then you go to the computer and you figure out how it's going to happen. It doesn't mean you force it or you go out into the world. Or you go out into the world and make sure it's going to happen without um, attachment to exactly what it looks like. Maybe you're asking for something. Maybe you need more financial abundance in your life and you've worked through all these goals, but releasing the form in which that financial abundance shows up. Maybe you need a new job. Maybe you want to work for yourself. So when we put that out to the universe, but then we put restrictions on it or how we want it to show up, that's when we have lost the magic. That's when it it's gives the universe a sign that it can only show up this way. The universe has always has way bigger and better plans for us than we can ever imagine. And so when it shows up, if we've allowed the universe to do her job, it will always show up in a more fantastic way than we can even imagine. And so patience for me It's a fun piece of what I'm learning because the more I let go to how things show up in my life, giddy I become when they do show up because it's fun because most of the time I don't expect them to show up the way they are showing up in my life. It's way more fun to let the universe bring it to me than for me to force it to happen. This seven-week, well, nine weeks for me, was really intense. And as I look back on it, it was intense, but it was also easy. 
also freeing, releasing, and just like that big sigh I had. Oh, that's how it feels to have looked at all of these old beliefs and released them to be moving into this new part of my life. It feels very exciting. Giddy is the word that just keeps coming up because I'm excited. Things are already shifting. I, I can tell in my life. Financially, things are shifting. Personally, in the personal fulfillment department, things are shifting. I'm more willing to speak my peace. Even though in the past I've been pretty willing, I'm even more willing. And I say it with love versus resentment or anger. It's coming from a different place. I love personal fulfillment. It's what I'm here to do. It's, I'm here to do self-help and guide you through whatever piece works for you. I'm so glad you listened today. I'm so glad that we had this time to connect on our beliefs and our old patterns that may or may not be working for us anymore. I hope it's given you insight into your own beliefs and your patterns that you may want to look at. We've gone through a lot today. I don't even think that was, that was 30 minutes. That was a lot in 30 minutes. And so you might need to listen again and pause this and take some notes to see what's working and what's not working in your life. If you'd like some more information on tapping in this particular course, you can go to thetappingsolution.com and look under courses. There are so many free things on thetappingsolution.com on how to tap. They'll take you through a tapping segment. Uh, They will show you all the different techniques on how to tap. So there are so many freebies on that site that you can get. And if you want to dig deeper, you can dig deeper into Nick's course and his sister Jessica who has such a fun voice and she has several meditations well there's a meditation for each week that you get to go through if you've enjoyed my episode today or you have any questions please post them on my website at taradavis.me you can also subscribe through iTunes through Stitcher and through TuneIn I'll see you next week Love to you all.